This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org. This is Dave Iverson. There's an old saying that the process of science involves going up alleys to see if they're blind. So it's inevitable that during this past year, Parkinson's researchers bumped into a few dead ends. It's the nature of the scientific quest. But the year 2013 also witnessed the identification of new research signposts that might point the way towards new avenues of discovery. Kalpana Merchant is the chief scientific officer for translational science at Eli Lilly and a Fox Foundation scientific advisor. She believes that research progress during 2013 has the pharmaceutical industry eager to pursue Parkinson's drug development. I've been in the industry now for 20 plus years. I'm dating myself, but there is an unprecedented number of pharmaceutical companies that have begun to invest in Parkinson's disease, drug discovery and development. A key reason is that in the past year, we gained a keener understanding of what seems to be the key culprit in Parkinson's, the sticky protein called alpha-synuclein that accumulates in the brain of anyone with the disease. That deeper understanding includes key findings about how that protein spreads within the brain. Alpha-synuclein remains the most intriguing, interesting target. The insights we are getting is how alpha-synuclein pathology is propagated from cell to cell, from region to region. That means we're getting closer to identifying the point on the Parkinson's map where scientists can intervene with the right drug, and in so doing, either stop the disease or even make it reverse course. Which brings us to a second key development in 2013. In order to know you're intervening at the right point with the right drug, you have to be able to measure your results. With a disease like hypertension, for example, you can test someone's blood pressure before and after they take a drug, and you know if it's making a difference. We don't have that objective measure yet, what's known as a biomarker for Parkinson's. But Merchant thinks we're making real progress, thanks in part to the Fox Foundation's biomarker study, the Parkinson's Progression Marker Initiative, or PPMI. Why is this important is we will have a better understanding of biomarkers that we can incorporate into our drug development paradigms. So what a drug company looks for is, do we have an interventional point to focus the drug discovery target on? And then, do we have all of the biomarkers, whether it's a biomarker associated with the target to set the doses with, biomarkers to pick the right patient population, and biomarkers to monitor the disease progression. Indeed, not having a biomarker may have played a key role in one of the biggest disappointments in Parkinson's research during this past year, the failure of a highly anticipated clinical trial. Let's go back for a moment to our hypertension example. Say you want to test a new drug on both people with moderately high blood pressure and those with super high blood pressure. No problem. You've got a way to differentiate those groups and then measure the before and after results. But without a biomarker, we can't divide up the test subjects in Parkinson's. So when the biotech company Seragene conducted a phase three trial of a growth factor called Nurturin, that's a protein that boosts the brain's dopamine production, the patient participants were lumped into one group. The trial results were a failure, but was it a true blind alley? Burchin thinks that if we had a biomarker, we could have tested the drug in different patient groupings, say those with lots of dopamine loss versus those with little damage. The results could have been different too. 
very early on, within five years of diagnosis, you may have so much loss of those dopaminergic neurons that if you go beyond the five-year time point, the trophic factor, even if it distributed properly, may not be able to have an effect. As we move into 2014, Merchant sees a number of key goals to hone in on the key target, alpha-synuclein, and to continue to make progress in our ability to measure what happens before and after you hit that target. And Merchant adds one cautionary note, that making progress quickly is crucial because otherwise a tsunami is coming. So the biggest risk factor for Parkinson's disease is age, and we know our population is aging. The prevalence of diseases such as Parkinson's disease is going to increase and would be a tremendous societal burden. So if we don't begin to attack it now to deal with that tsunami, it'll be devastating. In terms of the economic cost, the healthcare cost, it's not sustainable. Which then puts all the more need to make progress in the year ahead. Absolutely. And we'll talk more with Kalpana Merchant and other scientists about the prospects for meeting that challenge in our next Hot Topics webinar on December 11th. Our topic, what did we learn in 2013 and what lies ahead in the year to come? To participate in that discussion, visit michaeljfox.org. I'm Dave Iverson. This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.